But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. My name is Cody Ryan. I'm here with my uh, co-host as always, Booby Styles, aka Bobby uh, McRickentish. How you doing, Bobby? I'm doing pretty good, Cody. Uh, we're sitting here watching NFL uh, Championship Sunday. So just, we, just some American football. Good old-fashioned American professional football. So we just watched the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Tennessee Titans. We watched 100% of that game. Yeah, until... Until we did until, all their stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> it got really boring. Well, there was a certain point where it was Mahomes threw that touchdown to, I think, uh, Watkins or whatever. Yeah, we were just like, okay, odd. this one's over. Tennessee cannot uh, come back. Yeah, so we gave up on that. They, they lost. Running... They have it already. Building your offense around a running back is not a... My father is already texting me, congrats, congrats to Andy Reid with the wrong spelling. That game is over. How do you spell it? R E E D. You think though, you know, just like all the years Andy Reid's been here, you think you would get that one right? You would think that, yeah. Um, but you'd be wrong. Yep. Anything new with you, Bobby? Yeah. Um, we talked about it a little bit on last week's episode, but I got a new job, and part that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. My new job. Rather than commuting an hour south to Delaware, I am walking about 15 minutes uh, away from my apartment. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I totaled my car, um, and the insurance payment basically zeroed out with what I owed on it. Um, So I don't owe anything more, but I don't have anything extra. So now that I'm uh, working 15 minutes away from my apartment, I don't have a car. I'm walking to work every day. Um, and, you know, it comes with pluses and minuses, which I've already started to see. Yeah, I mean, and that's definitely something we'll unpack for sure, because, you know, I've talked about in the past, and now we finally have that that common experience that we both, and I alluded to this last week as well, that we both worked at J.P. Morgan Chase in Newark, Delaware, while living in Philadelphia and doing the commute. The funny thing is that we went much different directions. I went from Delaware to Philadelphia to get away from kind of the the home world that I've always been in. You moved from your home of Havertown closer to Philly, kind of temporarily with your girlfriend, you know, like in and out kind of stuff, and then permanently. And then finally an opportunity came, you know, to move to Philadelphia. So that's what's new with you and your world. And nothing new here. That's new. It's new that there's nothing new. Yeah. So I have a hemorrhoid. Um, <laughs> let's just get that out of the way. Uh, I discovered that at work. Uh, that wasn't fun. And then I have a five-day weekend right now, and of course I have a hemorrhoid. So nothing else was going wrong at the time. Everything else has gone wrong. Which, But to be fair, my favorite band that had broken up, Bombay Bicycle Club, they broke up and they just released a new album today called Everything Else Has Gone Wrong. 
Yeah, you posted that. Yeah, so I'm hoping chats. that is the the curse breaking yeah. moment. <laughs> but I am also drinking a beer, had a Pepsi, and I have also been making sure to have some fiber. But that's mostly just because of stress of like I've been in pain from a hemorrhoid. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to talk about that at all anymore. Um, yeah, I think we about covered what we need. To yeah, cover. and I think this is a perfect time, you know, because me and Bobby have a shared experience, but. It's a beautiful time for a Bobby episode. Cody's not really in the mood to be talking. I could not be more upset about life. Yeah. Because of <laughs> everything. Um, so, you know what? Bobby, I actually did have that experience, though. I, I drove to Delaware every single day. I gained road rage that I never had before. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, the exact spots where, you know, people get really stupid. Like, the exact splits where people, like... Forget how lanes work and stuff like that. Like, we, we did that community. Like, even, like, you know, people that I knew in Philly had done that commute because they just, they didn't want to live in Delaware anymore. Like, when I was working at J.B. Morgan, they just, they decided it was worth it to to have a life in Philly more. And I, as someone who was living in Delaware and, like, my commute was actually, like, so short that it was almost, like, some days I didn't get to listen to a full song. <laughs> That was, like, That's... depressing. That was, like, depressing in its own way. Like, like you're so close to work, you're already there. Like, yeah, I think when you're young, I think that's depressing, especially, like, if you're living in Delaware, which is, like, smaller and not... There, there... There's nowhere in Delaware that you would consider, like, the big city where you could feel like, oh, I made yeah. it out of my hometown and I'm here now. Like, and there that's is... a big step in my life. There is a spot in Delaware called Tri-Square, which is where, like, most people from college go. So if you're one of my Delaware friends, you certainly know this but if you're not somebody from delaware you could google it's called tri-square and it's a group of like four prominent bars and other little things and there's like a speakeasy there's great restaurants great burrito place it's one of my favorite places ever but like that's it that's your variety pretty much and then there's other little restaurants kind of like off the side from there you can go to the city but there's not like there's no like i'm gonna wander and wander wander keep finding beautiful things it's like just pockets yeah, so like being from Havertown, which is only about a half hour west of Center City, um, moving to Philly, like there's a, a little bit of the element of like, oh, I made it out of like, it's not as though you're moving from like a corn field in Iowa to like New York City, but it it's like something of that, right? Like you're, especially because a lot of people in Delaware County um, and Havertown, Drexel Hill, that area in particular, um, end up settling down there, which I understand. I kind of always assumed that I would. Like, I was, I hoped that I would move to the city for a couple of years um, and then, like, end up settling down in Havertown amidst my family and friends and stuff like that. So there's nothing wrong with it, but people, a lot of the times, do tend to just end up there. So. It it does kind of feel like making it when you move to Philadelphia, even though it is so short, like so short, so um, so close. Yeah, and I I think for me it, it's kind of funny that you were just kind of saying though, like you loved your hometown so much and you really you wanted to stick with that. Where for me, like Delaware, Philly was always kind of like this release outlet of like. Go to the Phillies games, and that's really cool. Very rarely go to Eagles games; they're expensive. But you know, started to become a fan of the Sixers and going to that. It was kind of like this, you know, mythical place you could go to 
not too far from the city, and that makes it sound so sad for Delaware, but, like... But no, it's the same way. It, yeah, like, it's just like people who live in North Jersey are going to, you know, just jump on the pretty quick train, I think, to, um, to New, New York, York City yeah. that I can't remember the name of, but I've been on. Um, they have like a very specific metro. Or the same way if you live in South Jersey, you can get into Philly via the Patco. And like, I knew suburbs my whole life and moved to the city and I felt home, you know, and that, that was something completely different for me. Yeah. And like, again, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing about Havertown Delco. I actually think it's kind of a really great thing that so many people like find such camaraderie there that um they want to stay there. Like my my parents are from well they both moved from like West Philly uh to Havertown cuz their parents did white flight. Um which is why the which is why every Delco they did what? They did white flight. What the fuck? Yeah, they lived in West Philly, and then, like, black people started moving into West Philly, so they were like, okay, uh, let's, this is not good for families. That's what everyone that lives in fucking Delco did. Their, their grandparents. That's not okay! I, it's not great, but their grandparents did white play. I'm just not- saying, this is what happened. My parents moved to Havertown. urban dictionary entry for this shit? It's called white, fl- I just told you what it is. It's, it's a thing. It's fucked up! That's why every, like, Delco person's grandparents still say, like, oh, we're having dinner on Sunday. Sunday? Sun- yeah. Um, but both of my parents moved to Havertown when they were, like, five years old. My mom and dad... Together? Wh- no. <laughs> uh, my mom- Two five-year-olds but- just making it into the city. But my mom and dad went to school together from the time they were in second grade until they graduated high school. And then they moved to just a different parish in Havertown, and like my, they're perfectly happy with that parish. Yeah. Oh, that's how it is in Del. Have I not explained this? No, you're just saying. Sorry. So Delaware County live based on where you go to church. So Delaware County, and specifically, um, like Havertown, Drexel Hill, which is where I know better, because it's a lot of people that did white flight. It's a lot of like middle it sounds like the lower middle lower it's a lot of people that are like lower middle class um irish italian catholic people so it's right. basically all irish italian catholics and so most people either go to there's a huge concentration of catholic schools for that reason and also a lot of the kids that go to public schools go to ccd and like play sports for sure. the catholic schools so that's a decent way to break up like who do you know like oh even if you're talking to a public school kid you might say what parish are you in and they know oh i'm in holy cross oh so then do you know these people that like live around you bobby while while this episode was not supposed to be about this have you ever experienced sexual abuse at the hands of the catholic church no isabel loves to joke about it though wow that's really fucked up of isabel fucked up (laughs) that's really mean Let's go ahead and put her on blast, friend of the podcast. But to say they they moved to a different parish in Havertown is just to say they moved within the town, but to a different group of neighborhoods, kind of. But they stayed there their whole lives. I think my dad like would have liked to live in the city for a bit, but it wasn't feasible. But he's perfectly; they're both perfectly happy, like just staying where they are, and that's fine. But it all comes back to I feel like i like made it and it's like a huge step for me 
to move to the city in a way that moving somewhere else in Havertown into an apartment would not have. Okay. Well, so obviously step one for both of us came to move to the city, which for me was a lot scarier because I did it alone with, you know, my best friend was in the city with his girlfriend, but not living with me. You did it where you kind of like transitioned over time where you were kind of living with your girlfriend in the city and then you definitely were living in the city. So, um, you know, for both of us, it was a much different milestone, but I do remember just thinking like, you know, first weekend here, like not knowing anybody and stuff, but just like walking around and just really like being like, wow, I, this is really where I want to be. So like, I've talked to death about my experiences with Philly. So I, I kind of just want to get like just the rawest moment of you feeling like, okay, this is different. This isn't me visiting. This isn't me being at Iz's place, this isn't me, like, okay, I have an apartment, but as a song, like, when was it, like, officially, like, I'm a Philadelphian, and you really felt that, like, even though you've been here so long, like, do you have a moment that just became, like, wow, this is when I really feel like this is my home now? Um, Let's take it out the trash, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. I, it, I don't have a specific moment, but it was probably, like, at some point, Within like two weeks after moving in with Isabel officially for the first time and like walking home uh, from my car and just being like, oh, I haven't been to like my parents' house. Oh, I would have still thought at the time, oh, I haven't been to my house in like two weeks. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, that's just like how it's going to be for the rest of your life, probably. Yeah. Like, oh, you're you've transitioned from living with your parents and like dating your girlfriend and seeing her all the time and always having a place there to now you have, you go find time to go see your parents because you're not going to, if you don't. Yeah. So you basically say, fuck you parents. Um, I'm going to live with this woman. (laughs) Um, I've never had that experience because it's just been me and my dad. He goes, where are you going to sleep? And I'm like, what are you, what? And, I, and then I go out in the world and then, yeah. I, well, and, I, and then I become a fuck monster and I just fuck all the other monsters, I guess. I don't know what the fuck that means. Sure. It seems uh, insulting to the <laughs> the women. but <laughs> I didn't say any women. I said monsters. Fair enough. But yeah, like you had that so, um, gross piece of shit. slightly nomadic uh, upbringing. I say slightly. I don't know if you would say it was more nomadic. Or I not. would not really. say I've touched too many corners of... Delaware slash weirdly Westchester um, to the point where I was moving into a place in Westchester and they say, well, oh man, we thought you guys were coming tomorrow night. We're throwing a huge party. So the kid probably shouldn't be in here. So I slept in the, <laughs> my dad had a truck. It was a summer and we had already had like set up the truck for like sleeping in the back, like for like um, either going to, you know, camping or NASCAR race or being homeless. Um, but I was sleeping in the back and then um, somebody, you know, like, I think my dad told me the next day, like, yeah, they had a big party and uh, you won't believe who was there. Um, Ryan Dunn from Jackass. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they're child, like, they've known him since he was a kid. And I was like, you mean one of the people that I consider a hero? You know, he's my Paul Walker because, I mean, died the exact same way. But, um, you know. <laughs> and you said that at the time. <laughs> yeah. He's my Paul Walker. They're both going to die. Uh, yeah by driving cars yeah but no that was actually like one of those weird moments for me and i actually had a great time in westchester 
funny enough. And I remember being more excited about being a PA resident even then. I don't know. I just felt like this like disconnection at Delaware and in general of just like, I don't know. Everybody talks about the Delaware way and there was a lot of articles that came out about it with like Joe Biden when he was first considered like the main candidate about how like the Delaware way is like, you know, we're all family. We all know each other. So we all get in a room. We buy a six pack and like, that's not fake. Like there's a lot of belief in the Delaware system that like, and I'm not talking about system. I mean, just like you as a person that anything can be hashed out over just like a barbecue and that is really not a great way to go about things. And thank God yeah. that it's a small ass state because we are a bunch of dipshits just like spreading some of the worst rhetoric possible. Thank God it's blue, but it's a I mean, your state's blue. been completely bought by oh, absolutely. our former employer and people like them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the state that every single company is incorporated in, in the world for the most part for a reason. It's because they're not slapping a lot of risk too hard over there. Right. So... I actually wanted to talk about this briefly, um, and since it's the Bobby episode, I might as well steer it this way. Do you ever, because we're both obviously lefties, and we're not a fan of giving corporations big tax breaks and shit like that, and obviously that is what Delaware has done to put itself on the map. Like, How much do you blame Delaware politicians for doing that, given the number of jobs in finance and the service industry, uh, for the financial service industry and stuff like that, which is the main industry of like American jobs now. Like, do you blame them for that when it's actually like been decent in ways for giving Delaware people jobs? Um, or do you feel like it's like a prisoner's dilemma where someone has to do it? So they might as well be the ones that do it. I, I really do think there's this culture in Delaware that is like, we have to stay squeaky clean in the way that we look while we're doing all this business shit like we like there is a very 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 small segment in wilmington that is actually the business district people think wilmington delaware which is funny enough the one that is like you know murder town usa the little like most murders per capita but like wilmington is huge to include even suburban parts um, inner city parts and kind of like a mix of like high society suburban and like city. That sounds a lot like Baltimore. Yeah, it's just like a weird like big city. So people get Wilmington very like like mischaracterized, but just something about Delaware, there's not really anywhere. I mean, the beaches themselves are the biggest hubs of anything significant, and that's what. Delaware has always been sold as. It's always been sold as we're so close to all the other places, you know, New York, DC, you know, Chicago. We're always, you know, great I think place they're to close to Chicago. Down. But it was like a, you know, I mean, close enough, but it just like to say, like, you can get to like a lot of those East Coast like destinations that people really think about, like DC and, you know, like. Right. So Delaware is kind of like Wario. Yeah, or, and then, uh, Waluigi, but, that it's like defined by its relationship to everything else. Yeah, and then it would be like, oh, but then it always has a tax-free shopping, and then like it's a great place to like settle down because it's not too expensive in housing and stuff like that. It it was supposed to be just sold as this like, I I swear to God, man. Sometimes when in Delaware, it just feels like we were sold as a family fun center for all the other states around us. I feel like Delaware is like one large Levittown. 
I, I don't know much about Levittown to even comment. It just seems like we were always just trying to be whatever gimmick we could be to the point where, like, people do, from Delaware, legitimately get excited when they hear, like, like, the joke from Wayne's World, like, Delaware, it, like, kills still in Delaware because we were mentioned that we're from Delaware. Like, we're so excited when our state is mentioned on TV at all. That's why Joe Biden was even our pride for a while, even as a dipshit, because, like, nobody believed we existed. People still tell me I live in a, lived in a fake state, and I don't care enough to defend it. I literally saw a tweet about this uh, today, so I'm going to pick it up while you continue talking, and then I can say it. Okay. To prove so, your point. But I think the thing is that with Delaware, like, if you really want to talk about why they, you know, were so willing to sell out to the corporations, they did kind of do it for the people, but they did it in such a way that was just like, we know what's best for you, so don't think about it too much and then all of a sudden you know we are the the hub for all these corporations so why would the day to what day delawarean really care about that because it doesn't really matter like if fucking apples incorporated in delaware they're not gonna do shit in delaware like they're not they're not harming the, like the school bus they're not and they do provide some money like nobody's gonna think of it that way nobody's really gonna ever dig in and be like why is this a bad thing it's like well, you know what Delaware is enabling is just free passes to a bunch of corporations. Right. I, I wasn't talking so much about companies being incorporated there as much as I was like the JP Morgans, the Capital Ones, the Bank of America's like having big corporate centers there that provide a lot of jobs. No, they they it's like a love relationship. I mean, NBN and MBNA, which is always hard to say, which I might be getting wrong because it's now defunct was, like, the big company in Delaware was giving everybody a job. I mean, DuPont's always been big. It's, like, giving everybody a job. I mean, Delaware Park. Everybody in my family at some point worked at Delaware Park. So, same... this, so the state loves big corporations that give, like, a lot of people jobs at once. Yeah, but, like, they were places that were, like, they felt like the Delaware way, the way they were born and grown. And, like, you know, they they just felt like they were the lifeblood and the, the heartbeat of the state to the point where like you would see these certain things like that would survive, which is funny enough. Now, one of the things that survived is actually one of the smaller time banks that you'd expect to have gone under in the, um, the financial crisis that if you live in Philly, now you're seeing Wispis. We stand for service Wilmington savings fund society. It's green and yellow. I actually interned for them as a teller uh, the signs were teasers. They just said Wispis all throughout the city. Hmm. They survived because they were just the best little bank and everything about them was good service. And I remember working them as an intern. They treated us well. They treated all the customers well. And they just wanted everything to be right for the customers. And it was just so funny. It was Wilmington Savings Fund Society. We stand for service. Wispis. It was just whatever you wanted to be. It was, And it never took itself so seriously like... There was always like little toys and knickknacks and now it's in Pennsylvania and I'm considering switching to it just because like it's one of those few like brands from Delaware that I'm like, yeah, that was one of those things that made me like happy to be in Delaware. It's like that old little Delaware way of just like, we're just going to be the nicest to you so you can have that. But there's a lot of companies in Delaware that, you know, I don't really feel a good connection to. 
DuPont especially, I mean, obviously all the DuPont family has a lot of drama and things around it that we don't even need to get into. They're psychos, but I can at least see why there would be a pride in them because they, like, have been a Delaware institution that is, like, associated with Delaware in in a way that, like, you don't hear Bank of America and think Delaware because they're just there for tax haven purposes, whereas the DuPonts at least, like, have... Yeah, there's a long, his, DuPont History Museum yeah, in Delaware. They have, they have long, a, poisonous roots everywhere, but at least it's, like, a Delaware thing. Yeah, and they were, and they were doing a lot of good things for Delaware, but they were also, you know... Inbreeding and killing people and being psychos. But beyond just that, I mean, they're one of the biggest com- chemical companies in the world, and I wouldn't drink a, like, glass of water out of the Delaware River for a billion dollars because I know I would never spend a dollar of that. I'd be dead. Like, it's yeah. just not worth it because we fucking poisoned everything. Like, it's dead there. So that tweet I saw that I was looking up uh, from Keith Evanston, uh, K underscore L underscore E, friend of the host of the podcast, which is me. Uh, looking at a map, Loki, you kind of think Kentucky would be more south, but it just isn't. Just my take. That's actually true. I didn't realize that Kentucky was uh, directly just- south of Ohio. Yeah, it's just a little west of here-ish, like, a little southwest, but, like, really just west. I think I would have assumed that Kentucky is where North Carolina is, and yeah, just maybe is, like, a Jetson city that's just above it. Well, I'm very like bad at geography, same... because, like, it's just in my head, like, I want to place, like, a state based on the stereotypes, which is a really bad way of doing it. I think that's... I think I'm the same way. And, like, every time someone's like, oh, where's Tennessee? I'm like, here's the most wrong answer you could possibly see, because I'm thinking, like, Tennessee's, like, deep south, and, like, Tennessee's, like, a what? Like, a four-hour drive from here? Like, four to six? I don't know. I'm kind of guessing it's the first state south of Kentucky now. Yeah. But I'm not sure. We Uh, don't know maps. This episode's (laughs) really gotten off the rails of just, like, can Bobby and Cody commute anywhere? <laughs> like, at all? But his follow-up to that was another geography take. Where is Delaware? Have <laughs> yeah. you ever met someone from there? Might be fake. I'm from Delaware. I was born at the Christiana Hospital. Um, the Christiana, Delaware. Um, Delaware is a very weird state, though. There is a lot of weird fucking connections, and everybody knows everybody, and I was actually shit right does about, get around quick. I was like, actually right about where Tennessee is. Great, thank you. Anyway, but you would be shocked in Delaware, just like how many people know each other, how many times at the grocery store my dad would get stopped and like talk to people and like it's weird, man. Like I I don't want that back in the White House. Get fighting out of there. Yeah. Delaware County is not that much different from that, but it's not a full state. It's just like I always a have small county which pissed is pissed at Delaware County though, because I'd be like, People are with Delaware not Delaware County. And then I'd like seriously school closings, we get the little like one at the bottom, like, waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah, I can see how that's a bummer. But, like, if you if you put me in a, a bar with someone in... If you put me in a Philly bar with someone from Delco, we'll talk... That I've never met, we'll talk for two hours about Delco stuff. That's just, like, how it is. But... What kind, what kind of Delco stuff? <laughs> just any... Do you know this person? Where did you play football? Where did you go to high school? Like, that... Is everybody those, like, in Delco required to play football? Those four conversations can spread tendrils that take hours and hours. That sounds like really 
um, cultish to me. I love a cult, dude. I went to a private high school that I still watch the state championship football game for in Penn State. Were you not actually in a frat in Penn State? No. I don't I don't understand how you weren't in a frat in Well, anyway. partially because if you're from Delco, you don't need to be in a frat because there's so many people up there that are from Delco that you just be, I you thought there'd be an with. unofficial Delco frat. I mean there's one that more people go into, but you don't really need to be in one. Like there's a Welcome there's to a, Delta there's, Taco Fuckhead. DTF baby. There's like two square blocks at Penn State where like most of the houses are Delco people and they all just have like parties in their backyard and stuff like that. Like you don't need to join a frat because you just have that in, like, that built in community that you don't need to go get another one. Yeah, UD, we had a um, place where like a lot of the Newark, Newark, not Newark. Uh, natives lived. It was called Skid Row, and I remember somebody fell out of a window. Anyway, um, <laughs> we were talking about you commuting to Delaware, and somehow got into a lot of different things. That's not surprising. Yeah, sounds like this podcast is a little bit zany sometimes. <laughs> Would you wow. say so? I'd say so, Goaty. But uh, so, as far as the commute to Delaware, it wasn't like people being idiots that I hated so much. As much as it was the fact that when you're commuting, on average, 50 minutes to an hour, there's so many more chances for like something bad to happen, which means there's so many more chances for something to cause bad traffic, which means that traffic is super unpredictable from day to day, because like any random small thing can completely fuck you at any point. So like, probably during the week... The difference between how long it takes on a Wednesday and a Friday to get there is probably like a half an hour. Just every single week. And I have no idea why. And dealing with that and the unpredictability and just like not and not only that, but I didn't have a parking garage in Philly. So I would have to find somewhere to park when I got home, which could take two minutes or it could take 20 minutes. And then it could be a 30 second walk to the car or a 15 minute walk to the car and just all the different variables were super frustrating to deal with. And now I walk out the door and I'm at work 15 minutes later. And it's like, I didn't, I don't think I realized how nice just having a set amount of time that is short would be as opposed to just like the short part. Yeah, and I, you probably haven't gotten to the point where I have, obviously, for a lot of things. Um, but the biggest things that, like, I was trying to think back of, of, like, what did Bobby, you know, know a couple weeks ago that I've forgotten about that are just, like, the little nuances of having car? I'd never have to think about when I have to stop and get gas. I never had to think, ah, oh, shit, should I have, like, the anxiety of, like, should I have stopped and get gas on the way home? Will I have enough to get... No, I mean, I know that's such a small thing. The parking thing is huge. Parking in Philly is awful. I once parked somewhere on a Friday night, which was like a three-day weekend, much like the one we're about to have. Uh, shout out to Martin Luther King, because obviously Martin Luther King Day is going to be the, the holiday coming up. Whether we re- uh, release the episode that day or the next, we haven't really decided at this moment, because we want to be respectful, but at the same time, you know, we want to... Um, 
stay on a cadence and show respect to him. We want people to listen to the podcast. Yeah, I don't know, though, if we're the kind of podcast you want to avoid or venture into on Martin Luther King Day. Ah, uh, this is a solid one. Yeah. This isn't a bummer one. Yeah, we're we're also, I think, very progressive to, you know, a lot of the goals. I did see, I did post a quote yeah. recently. We're to month. the left of the... Uh, official version of Martin Luther King that politicians talked about and probably to the right of the actual Martin Luther yeah. King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, there were, I did post that quote about how he was just, like, straight up, like, capitalism, like, just doesn't work as a system. He, yeah. Like, was it him like, or Malcolm X? No, like, I... I, I know, but I'm... I don't know if it was actually, like, yeah, it could be one of those quotes that missed the... Uh, the one that I'm thinking of is the one about, like, the white moderate being... Oh, uh, that's Malcolm X. Oh, that's talking, what I thought. Yeah. No, I know. that might be actually... This white is, guys debate this is really bad yeah quotes too. not great but back to delaware <laughs> something two white guys should know a lot about um yeah delaware is racist as fuck um i don't really have any follow-ups to that one um blue state weirdly enough <laughs> don't have any follow-ups to that one either very confusing state up and down there's a nascar track i mean solidly blue states probably generally have the worst democratic party because Guys that would normally be Republicans are just like, I guess I gotta be a Democrat. Here's the funny thing. We've had the same... I was talking about this with somebody. We've had the same four dudes rotating through. And even one of them was a, like a Republican forever that switched to Democrat. Like, like Elizabeth Warren? No. <laughs> I mean, she's going the other way. Um, <laughs> no, we literally had... I think it was Tom Carper. I could be wrong on that. It could be the other old dude in Delaware. One of them switched from Republican to Democrat. And she's been the same like four dudes... Holding like our two Senate seats and our two House seats because I'm pretty sure that's all we have. We have the lowest population, and they're just all rotating through each other. We did have that one lady who was running for House seat who had to put out the commercial saying she wasn't a witch. Do you remember that lady, Christine? It, um, it sounds familiar. Not Christine Flowers. <laughs> Christine, Christine Flowers, Flowers is the one who writes the terrible articles for. She could put out uh, such an ad, but it would be a lie. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna look that up while um, you tell me some of your favorite things about Delaware. About Bobby, the Christian Mall is nice now. Where you don't even realize when I was a kid, Christian Mall was getting actively worse. There's an arcade movie theater that closed down while I was like a kid. You saw the Christian Mall. That's devastating for a kid. Yeah, but you saw the Christian Mall like pretty close to your job. I know you didn't go there much, but like as it became like the bougiest place in Delaware. Yeah, Christian Mall was nice. Yeah. Another nice thing about my new job is that like, well, one of the things that I am trying to be careful of is that my old job I just would not go to lunch because. For a long part of it, you'd have to leave the building to, like, get a good lunch because they yeah. were in the cafeteria. So I was like, to not spend money, I'm just not going to leave and I'm just going to sit at lunch and not take it and get overtime for it. So now I'm not getting overtime, so I have to be like, all right, I still need to not spend money on lunch. So <laughs> so I need to find something else to do. So I want to, like, try to go to the gym or something at lunch. It's probably just not going to happen. I, I but I can. Lunch, but but the good thing is that I can go to the gym after work if I can continue having the willpower for it. Go to the gym after work and still get home earlier than I would have just coming straight from work in Delaware. Well, yeah, I think that's a big thing overall. It's just like, it's not an added step of anything. Like, if you can even block out the idea of losing time or, you know, like, effort, energy or anything, it's just like, 
it's another step. It's I have to drive home, get the parking space, get changed, go to the gym. Not, yeah, like you have to get up the willpower to go leave your apartment when you've already gotten back and then go to the gym. Yeah, and if you got pissed off at any point during your commute at home, like, why do you want to go to the gym other than to let out the frustration? Yeah, or if it took you 20 minutes to find a parking spot, you're just yeah. like, fuck it, I'm going home and sitting on the couch. Yeah, the walk home was enough to just Yeah, I mean, it. these are all, like, the little lifestyle perks that you you might not think about until they, like, present themselves to you, and then you're like, oh, fuck, that rules. But I think on the flip side, though, there are a lot of people that are just like, well, you're the one being selfish. Like, you could live in Delaware and work in Delaware. You didn't go with a job. Oh, people but, said that to me a lot. But I'm telling you as the person who was living in Delaware and working in Delaware had the five-minute commute could not be worth, like, or closer, and then at one point moved to Philly and forgot my laptop and I had to turn around and do the commute the second time that day and I still would have never traded it for the world. And I'm saying that as a former Delaware resident, maybe I'm the one who hates Delaware the most of anybody, but like there is that idea of, okay, maybe you're being a little bit selfish, but you know, at the end of the day, I could have lived in Delaware and worked in Delaware. It's the most depressed I possibly could have been. Like I was living in like a fucking basement I was definitely saving money, but, like, I wasn't saving up for anything I cared about. I was just saving money because Delaware had nothing to do. Right. So, people didn't, like, shame me or anything for living in the city or, like, being... They didn't say I was selfish or anything, but they'd be like, oh, like, you're so far away. Like, do you ever consider, like, moving to Delaware? And I was like, uh, how do I say this without insulting you? Uh, fuck no. Basically, uh, I I would push it off and be like, oh, my girlfriend would never be into it, blah, blah, blah. And I would do that to not insult them. But I was like, there's no fucking shot that I'm moving to Del- Like if I'm moving out of a suburb to out, if I'm moving out of the suburbs where I'm comfortable and all my family and friends are, I'm moving to Philadelphia. I'm not moving to another identical suburb without my family and friends. Yeah, and just I, because it's a ten-minute drive to work, and I can't, um, I can't stress this enough. When we talk about Delaware selling out to corporations, there are also no like good restaurants in like Delaware. Like there are probably, I'd say approximately fifteen restaurants in Delaware that aren't a chain. There's only three counties in the whole state, so it's about five restaurants per county that are unique. Not great, and I think. Probably 10 of them are all in Rehoboth. Um, <laughs> no, Rehoboth is actually beautiful. Dewey's beautiful, but you have to understand that's a two-hour drive away from the part of Delaware that we were even working in, like, I was living in. And they also, so it's not like a quick quick skip to the beach. Like, it's still a fucking, like, two-hour drive. And probably the reason that they have those restaurants is because they don't have, like, a corporation that has a big... Um, campus there and their thing is tourism so like well, they have our, an incentive to have nice restaurants and stuff our biggest export of uniqueness was dogfish head for a while and then of course it gets bought by you know sam adams and it's not like i hate sam adams but it was a little disappointing it's like that was one delaware thing it's like dogfish head is everywhere i can go to california and i'd see someone say man i love dogfish head they're my favorite brewery like yeah dogfish head rules yeah like people love dogfish head and it felt like you know we lost a little bit of delaware thing but like 
even their brew pub is the like they have delicious food and stuff. So, you know, there there's been Delaware pride in me, but I don't know. Delaware just never really struck me as a state that was like really tried to be known for any one thing. It was trying to be known for being so versatile for everybody that like everybody had something. Yeah, like it doesn't have that much of its own identity besides the Delaware way, which is yeah. like the like, fact that it's small enough to get everyone in a room. Yeah. We're all family and we can all go head out to DC or New York city or, you know, Chicago or even just head down the coast. I know like literally one family, they drive down to Florida every I have year. To, that's part of their like routine. Like, I have to insist that Chicago is not close to Delaware. I know what you're saying, and I believe you, but I'm just saying, like, I've heard that sale pitch so many times. Oh, that's, okay. Like, I'm not saying I believe that Chicago is close to Delaware. Okay, now I get it. I'm saying, though, like, people say that, because I guess people say Philly first. They would go Philly, you know, D.C., New York, but it's always like, Philly, New York, D.C., Chicago, and I'm like, sure. No one I've ever, like, gone to school with has ever, like... You know, he took a weekend trip to Chicago. I'm like, no, you fucking didn't. Like, that's not cool. But I would hear that sell so many times. I was just like, sure, if you want to say we're close to Chicago, like, be my fucking guest. I don't really care. But, no, I, I get what you're saying. But, like, I mean, there is just that idea, though. Like, people do, I do know a family that they drive down the coast of Florida every single year to do their family vacation in Florida because that's part of it. That's, like, the road trip of part of it that they drive down the coast, too, and that's not bad, but, like, everybody in Delaware always has a spot that they're going to that's either in the most south part of Delaware with, like, the most beautiful beaches that we have, which I will say, not to toot our own horns, we have really great beaches. Like, people have been there, we'll say, and Dewey's a very fun party town. Robits is a very fun, like, boardwalk family town. Great beaches, but then past that, they're just trying to sell you on financial perks plus proximity like there really isn't much past that maybe i guess there's a family element there's you know oh there's the nice hocast and parade if you're lucky enough to live there but it's a city with problems i mean i was talking to somebody and they were talking about um what is hillbilly heroin and i said you know crystal meth is hillbilly heroin which is already upsetting kind of phrase to say in general just like you know what is the cheap version of heroin and then somebody's like, no, that's Oxycontin. And I was like, well, in Delaware, like, no, Oxycontin's actually, like, candy. Like, everybody's addicted to Oxy. And, like, sadly enough, that's true. So Delaware's got a lot of flaws, especially in the drug game. Um, and, obviously, heroin is an, a big part of it, too. But we feel so, like, disconnected from everywhere else. It's kind of funny and ironic that we always try to, like say we're like, oh, we're part of Philly sports or Baltimore sports. And, you know, we always, UD, all the people from uh, Jersey come to University of Delaware. Um, so that's how we meet a lot of people in Jersey and then come up with jokes about how we hate Jersey. And then they say, you're from Delaware. And we go, that's a pretty good point too. I guess I don't really have a foot to stand on. Bobby's lucky yeah. enough. He's just from like local Pennsylvania. They can be like, I'm mostly from Philly either way. Yeah, I I was actually talking to a kid last Saturday. Um, we I went out for the Liverpool game to uh, Jose Pistola's, which is like the bar that is where Liverpool supporters go. And he was wearing a um, Ravens jersey, 
and I was talking to him, and he went to Sally's, Silesiana, in Delaware. And I was like, so what's your, like, sports fandom like? And he was like, oh, I'm, uh, what do you say? Baltimore, Ra- I think he said Ravens, Orioles, and Sixers, Flyers. That's pretty Something common. like that. And I was like, it's so, like, growing up just outside Philly, it's so weird for me to think of someone being, like, a Philly, a, a fan of any Philly sports team, but not 4 for 4, but, like, I guess if you're from Delaware, it's equidistant from both and so like you might have those mixed loyalties yeah i know someone for sure who's a big ravens fan and phillies fan um like that wasn't uncommon it wasn't like they were like bandwagoning on like the ravens or anything like that like yeah it's just like a weird because like baltimore doesn't have an nba team or a hockey team yeah for sure and then there is that big divide of like phillies nationals obviously you probably want to pick phillies more because they're more established now. You'd want to pick more nationals because they just won World Series. Like, there's always that kind of like divide too. But yeah, like Philly just didn't have a lot of its own thing. We had the Blue Rocks. Eventually, we got the Delaware 87ers, who are now the Blue Coats. But even that's still like just a minor league version of an NBA team. Um, you know, again, there's tax free shopping. There's great beaches, but like. That I, I know they're making push for legalizing marijuana, but they're definitely not gonna be the first on that one. So it's like they don't really they don't really have a thing, you know. Like they have a lot of, of things, but if you can easily sell out to, you know, some corporations, it keeps the you know the money flowing and the the city going. But I don't know. I I could talk shit on my own home state all day, but that's because I'm the kind of person I guess is a little bit more cynical and was really happy to get to Philly, but. uh yeah, that commute itself, it, it's a little soul-breaking when you're thinking, though. You're just like, man, I'm going so far to go to a place that I, I just, like, you know, really don't connect with. And that obviously, you know, some people leave jobs for many different reasons. But when I left my job, it very much was I was looking for something else. And I was very blessed to find something so close to where I am. Like, I am had pretty much the same commute and distance that Bobby does. Um, 15 minutes and I'm so lucky to have that when I have friends that do drive out to Plymouth meeting or Cannon Square or Delaware or someplace in Jersey or even take a bus, a subway when I can just walk every single day that, that is very lucky of me one of the few things in my life that has actually lined up so well that I couldn't be luckier but um, yeah that commute gets to you because it's like you know it's the difference between I can get home anytime I need to, no matter what's going on versus I'm so removed from my home that if there's an emergency, I'm better off calling people I know before even just trying to get there myself. Yeah. And also like I live in center city and I work in center city. And now it's like, if I wanted to leave work in Delaware, like I could kind of walk around like the enormous parking lot. And that was it. Whereas now if I like leave work, I can walk around Center City, like, if if I do want to go to lunch, I can get, like, a really nice lunch at tons of different really nice restaurants that are just, like, around. With, like, and half just, the time. And... Yeah, and, like, just walk, and just, like, walking around the city as opposed to walking around a, a corporate campus where, like, the closest thing is you can go ac- across the street to, like, a Buffalo Wild Wings at a Royal Farms gas station. 
well, is I, like such puts you in a, such a different like mental space as to where you are in life, kind of. Well, I even remember you would always complain if the Eagles had like a home game on like a Thursday night, it would fuck up your commute. But you also mentioned that you can't go to a Sixers game on a weeknight most of the time, and that's unless there's like super advanced notice and your team lets you leave at like you know three or four. Yeah, that and was I, like yeah, I, I don't even have to leave work early. Yeah, like I, I would have to. If I wanted to go to a Sixers game, I'd have to go and pay for parking and stuff, and now I can just, like, work a full day and then take the subway, and it's nothing. Yeah. So, obviously, a lot of different perks, but um, in general, though, you know, this was something that impacted not just you, but also your girlfriend, friendships and stuff in the future, but, like, I, I guess, you know, with all the things that really haven't sunk in yet and some of the ones I have, like, what... What do you think is going to be like the biggest thing that you're going to just be the happiest about? You think it's going to be more time? You think it's going to be more money? You think it's going to be more just like convenience and not have to look for parking or, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm making more money, which obviously is like huge and its own thing. But the fact that I, the, the fact that I can like sleep in a half hour later and still get to work on time and like I can get home like very early and like i can I, I could chill out for an hour before sixers game even starts yeah like just all that extra time that's not spent just like in a car getting mad at other people <laughs> just freedom in general it sounds like you yeah know, you gain. and that that was a big thing for me it was just like all that anger you know like yeah if i get out of work at let's say five and either i go to the gym that's you know, right next to work, or I go to the gym that's close to my place, you know, what time am I realistically eating dinner? Eight-ish at best, and then what's left of the night, you know, because you have to wake up early, because you're not commuting to somewhere 15 minutes away, you're commuting somewhere it's an hour away, and the traffic's good, and we are all supposed to get there at eight, and then we all eventually started getting there at nine, and nobody ever gave a shit, because we all just all started doing that. And it's, you know, jobs do that all the time, but it, it, it really mentally weighs on you when you just really think, like, I gotta wake up this early to get in that car and go down there, and then who knows if I got a spot when I get back, because that alters this plan. Like, it all of a sudden changes your life from, I have a schedule for the day to, I have a very loose schedule for the day, but all these factors could completely fuck it up. Right, and also... Like that company being so huge and there being so many, so many network opportunities like within it, like at least nominally, there are times when you're like, it's a really great company. Maybe I'll, this is where I'm going to be for my whole career. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to be making this fucking commute for the rest of my life. Yeah. And there was even a point where my best friend, like he, he was very much like, this is the kind of company I want to stay with. And I kind of pushed him towards this one opportunity that I thought was perfect for him based on what he was saying. And he took it, not to take credit for it. I mean, I, he definitely put in all the work to get it. But I'm just saying, like, I said, if it's a really good opportunity, it never hurts to just check in. And um, he knew people, you know, like a husband and wife that I think both worked at J.B. Morgan, but one worked out of New York and one worked out of Delaware. Say so they lived in Princeton, New Jersey. So they both just had an ass commute, but it was still at least, like, halfway. So it was, like, an hour and a half for both of them. But it was, like, at least it wasn't three hours for one person, and one person just got it. It was, like, 
the world's worth co- worst compromise, I guess. Yeah, but it, it worked horrible. for them. <laughs> but like, I mean, it's just different for different people. I think different cultures too, even just the mindset of what they'll do for a job versus just like obviously anybody who comes from a wealthier family, generally, you know, white wealthier families, you'll see a lot of kids that are complaining like, yeah, I don't want to work past nine to five where I do see people in other cultures that are just like baffled that anybody would leave at five on the clock or even just people who are, you know, also of my race who are just, you know, fucking brown nosers, man, like just leave me alone. I'll leave at five. I want. Well, there's I'll also like the, um, Silicon Valley, like attitude that's if you leave at five o'clock and only work five hours a day like or five days a week you're never gonna get it like in your 20s you're never gonna get anywhere in your career yeah and it's like no that's not that's not true and it's not how it should work yeah and the fact that like you work really hard and work more specifically in a culture that demands that of you and doesn't compensate you for it is like the fact that you're proud of that is actually fucking shitty yeah and i did actually and don't and more importantly not only is it shitty that you're proud of it don't fucking put that on other people and look down on them for not doing it yeah i mean i had a conversation with one of my like old bosses at the current um parent company it was just like we want you to leave at five to set a precedent that the other people can leave at five and also because you're efficient. You get your work done. We want you to feel like you can leave at five when you get your work done, not because we're in some kind of, you need to put in your work. And I think that's another thing that was kind of freeing for me that has nothing to do with the, the Delaware and affiliate transition. It was just company to company transition where like I went really from a company of like, you need to put in your time and like be that person. But you know, we're in a world where a lot of things are just kind of a little uncertain right now. And I've even kind of talked about like, hey, can I roll my 401k to like just pay my student loans? And it's like, that doesn't exist yet. But hopefully, you know, maybe the whole... hopefully we won't have to worry about that. Yeah, that's why I wait till after election to even consider it. But, um, you know, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, I've got good ideas now. I'm driven now. My age can't be a factor because I don't have that kind of time. I just don't. And if I want to get to the places I want to be, I can't have you looking down on me and saying, he's only this age or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's not ready. It's like, no, like I, if I put in the time and effort and work and show you my value, I need you to see that because we might be dead soon. I don't know. Yeah. And also, I mean, part of the reason that I'm so happy that I left my last job is that uh, I don't trust the job to exist in a year and a half uh, because not a not only is automation coming for everyone, but they're really pushing automation. Yeah. Which feels very shitty as a worker because you just feel as though you have this thing hanging over you that is way more of a priority to the bosses than you as a person are. Yeah, I got. I remember, uh, I don't know if I legally can say this, but I when I did work there, they hired a bench. And basically what a bench meant was it was somebody who was hired to replace me when I eventually left. And it, it was it was told to us there's two of you on this team and we think one of the two of you will leave, so it was just like, okay, who's first? And it was me, so that guy stepped in and then he started talking shit on me. I didn't teach him anything. Guy didn't learn shit. He was even like, I hope you never take a day off. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I don't think HR can retaliate against me now. I don't even work there. 
I had an old job where they had me teaching the people that um, the people that worked in Chennai, India, who were going to be uh, they're going to offshore the job to. Yeah, that sucked. That's really not fun. Like, I, I think we're getting a little off topic. But we can definitely touch on that some more. But like, I but I think that's also another thing. It's like why people get very sensitive about like you know immigration and outsourcing, but. What you have to understand is from an economic standpoint, outsourcing is like kind of what they need to do right now if they want to stay competitive. So that means there's something in the system that maybe needs to change. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just just a thought. We'll it, throw that out there maybe in our time. I don't know. I don't know enough, honestly, about that to comment on the problem with the system or if it's just uh, a problem with the fact that America, like I said, transitioned to a financialized um, service-based economy rather than a production economy, and you can move that stuff around in a way that is not as easy to do with manufacturing. Uh, I don't know, but so yeah. But before before we wrap up here, I I, I think we're towards the end of kind of what we're trying to get at. I do want to touch on one last point, and it, it's been kind of weighing on me because I, you know, I spent a lot of money in November, um, Black Friday, spent a lot of money in Christmas because I, I just really enjoy the holidays and stuff like that, and then I spent a lot of money in January because I was really stressed out um, from stuff, and I realize I'm in a very good position though, and sometimes I freak out and think, you know, I've been spending too much money, and maybe that's true, but not necessarily needing to, you know, act like that's the end of the world for me or whatever. And I realize I'm in a very advantageous position, and, and I believe Bobby now is too. And we, we just kind of talked about in that episode how lucky we feel the jobs we're now finally in. And we had an episode, you know, kind of recently about thank God we're cowards and like <laughs> yep. didn't follow our dreams. We, we completely understand that we're in good positions, but there there's one thing I wanted to ask you, Bobby. Do you feel now like kind of something that I've been feeling like a little bit of guilt to even like be doing this well versus kind of like your peers who are still struggling and like have to deal with the same like bullshit of like looking for health care and stuff like that. Cause I feel that sometimes where I'm like, I know this person just as town as me or could just work just as hard, but like they don't get the same benefits as me. And it's really weird because I'm in a person who's not in a tax bracket that is like, so ridiculously, like you know, up there that I'm talking about inheritance tax yeah. shit. But I feel We're that guilt even... because I'm still slightly better than my friends who are working still like hourly jobs. You have a salary. Yeah, I mean, good. we're not even talking like a. I, I have no six figure salary. I don't have yeah. that. Like I do not have that clear and simple. I just know that my salary happens to be slightly higher than Bobby's, and Bobby's happens to be slightly higher than probably. The, the mean of our friends based on the two jobs that we like currently have. So I don't feel bad about it. I just know that it's bullshit. Like everyone has to work within the confines of the system and until like we can make changes to it. So, I mean, like I've talked before about how I think that there's too much emphasis like put in, put on, uh, having a bachelor's degree or something like that. Like, yeah, we have we have friends who are just as smart and talented as us who could probably be doing um, roughly as well at our jobs as we could. That just like don't have the bachelor's degree because of something that happened in their life or because of financial situations, stuff like that. And so, if there's some other way 
to like actually prove your merit as a worker, they'd be in a better position. But we're in this thing where it's an algorithm goes through your resume. They don't see a college degree on there. No one is even going to put physical eyes on the resume. So I don't feel bad about being in the position I'm in. Yeah. And I just know that there's changes that I I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but I know that there's changes that could be made to make the system better so that people that are like that, who we're talking about, who could be as successful as us, um, but for one or two factors, like basically aesthetic factors, um, they don't get the opportunity. Yeah. So I did kind of bring up that question to get a little bit on my political high horse here a little bit for, um, you know, Medicare for all. Um, the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because at the top of the show, I jokingly brought up that I did have a hemorrhoid that is actually 100% true. And the reason why I bring that up again, not is to be a gross details because I once lived on 10th and Spruce and had the worst stomach pain of my life and fell to the floor, um, in stomach pain and then went to an emergency room, um, around four or 5 AM. And, um, Basically, after four hours, they were able to determine absolutely nothing, and I was charged over $2,000. The doctor even said to me, next time this happens, maybe just try to tough this out. Yeah, we talked about this within the last month. Yeah, so recently with this pain that I had, it happened on Thursday at work. At first, I thought, you know, maybe it's just a minor issue. Like, maybe I just, like, had something my stomach didn't agree with. Um, felt very clear there was some pain. Thursday night was very hard. Friday morning woke up in a lot of pain. Had to go to the doctor. Was diagnosed, and um, I went to an urgent care. Took an Uber to an urgent care, even though the urgent care is much further away than the emergency room. The reason I say that is because if I go to urgent care, they're going to charge me a twenty dollar copay, most likely for a fifteen minute outpatient. I was charged basically for the exact same services, but over four hours, um, over $2,000. So people worried about, you know, Canada waiting times or whatever. I don't really have anything to say to that because I don't think our waiting times are particularly great now. I don't think a change in our system is going to change the waiting times. What I'm saying to you is that I'm somebody in a good position and literally at a point where I had a serious medical condition thought to myself, I had to take an Uber and then I have to go to an urgent care because even though this feels like an emergency and some of the worst pain of my life and on a Thursday night, I literally fainted off my toilet and thought I was going to die, which might sound dramatic and maybe I am being, but I legitimately thought for a good 30 seconds I was going to die and texted a friend my door code without context because that's all I can muster for a second. And so I caught my breath again and, you know, was able to get some like water in me. That's the point I'm making is that there was no point in my mind that I was thinking I'm going to call 911. Financially, I decided I was better off dying than calling 911. That's the reality of the world we live in right now. You can call me an idiot if you want, but I'm the guy with all right health care. And that's still something that's on my mind. And if you're ever wondering why you're paying $2,000 for an ambulance ride... It's because the people who don't have insurance were subsidizing them. And that's when people get really mad and say, I don't want to pay for people who aren't working as hard. 
but there are people who could be paying for that that are getting tax breaks and tax cuts. And that's why I'm so upset and so fighting for Medicaid for all, Medicare for all, whatever you want to call it. And that's why I'm supporting particularly Bernie Sanders. And I don't know if I've said that publicly yet, but I mean, I think it's pretty clear. It's very clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that, that was a little bit of a long drawn out plug. Bobby, I'll throw it back to you for plugs if you have anything. No, nothing to plug. <laughs> All right. Well, I will plug that if you're listening to this. It's probably already happened. We are going to go live on Twitch a little bit later tonight. Um, I think we're going to play a little bit of Halo Reach if we can get the crossplay to work. We're going to try with that first. We'll see. But it's something we're going to start doing. We're going to try to bring our guests on. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be just our little bit of a Neurotica after party hosted by my Twitch channel for now. But... It becomes a bigger thing. We'll create our own channel. Just a fun little place where get out of our heads a little bit. You can see me and Bobby and whoever our guests are in a little bit of different light. So really excited for that. We're so gonna, uh, keep uh, yeah. keep your eye out for that in general. I will be tweeting out the link uh, from booby underscore styles. And probably the Neurotica account. And as well. the Neurotica account as well. And just in general, um, we generally record on Thursdays. So um, keep an eye out for that on Thursdays. Yeah, this is a off night for us because of a, a longer weekend. But Thursdays will most likely be the night. But could be a surprise anytime. We're going to try to do it every time we record. But obviously that won't be... Um, you know, feasible. So we will not promise a weekly Twitch. We will try our best to promise a weekly podcast, but the Twitch will be, you know, as doable, but you know, that'll be another fun way to engage with us and see us in a different light and actually get to see Bobby, uh, instead of just my face on my Twitch stream. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining Neurotica. Bobby, got any last words? Uh, happy Martin Luther King day. Look up what he was actually like as a guy and not what Republican senators tell you he was like as a guy. Great. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to Erotica. We're so happy to have you. Hope you're enjoying your 2020 so far, and we hope to see you next time.